I went on the internet and I saw this chimp doing karate. I'm like, wait a minute, that's really a chimp doing karate, and he's good. And I said, well, we gotta, I gotta show that to Mark, Mark the director. You gotta put that in the movie. Did you explain to your wife that you had a really important uh, prior engagement? I offered to trade her a night. I was like, "Hey, I gotta, I gotta call them around six thirty. Like, I got, I got a thing to <laughs> Sorry. do. Listen, our, our I son have... is important, but this is Ghost Rider. I, I mean, you you watched the movie, so if you had, were then unable to like actually talk about it with anybody, that would be a bummer, right? Because then you're just watching Ghost Rider for no reason. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to assume. Maybe you're into that, Max. But yeah. I, you know, I. I really wasn't. I did watch it with Erica because she has a thing for bad Marvel movies. This was, it was a little too bad for us though, but um, I, I did actually watch it twice. What? Yeah, Impressive. I wasn't taking, I wasn't taking notes the first time. So I did like a speed watch last night where I was like, okay, I remember this part. I'm going to skip ahead. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. I so, did the abridged Ghost Rider last. <laughs> well, so yeah, you that automatically makes you the expert now. Um, although actually, I've seen I saw this movie when it came out in in theaters, but I the only thing I remembered about it was Nicolas Cage eating jelly beans out of a martini glass, which is just that, that is one of those things you know. Remember last week when we were talking about the weird character choices that yeah. Cage makes, just because just to keep it interesting for himself. Yeah. That was one of them for sure. Did, and also the scene where he's like sits down and watches the monkey like karate well, slapping you, the guy. That was also obviously a cage choice did, for fun. Did you guys get the, the audio thing that I sent? I yeah. texted you. Yeah. Did you get that, Miles? No, yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> it's from this interview that I watched and uh, we'll, we can record it into the thing afterwards. But he's just talking about specific, like explicitly. He's like, yeah, I was watching this thing about uh, with a monkey doing karate. I was like, oh, he's really good. We should put this in the movie. I called the director. And told him, Are you and, fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. And so his his whole like that, like the jelly beans, the listening to the carpenters and watching monkeys on TV were all just character choices that he was like, okay, look, here's my insight into the character. Um, he is trying to keep the evil spirits at bay. And what would you do? You wouldn't, you wouldn't listen to satanic rock music. He said you would listen to the carpenters and, uh, you wouldn't drink liquor, uh, cause it invites sin in. You would drink, uh, you would just eat candy. And uh, I don't know about the monkeys, but the <laughs> monkeys are part of it too. That was just one. Well, monkeys make everybody happy, right? I I was happy to see them. Like that that scene where. <laughs> I mean, the rest of it was so blasé that I feel like I just know. even it, that it's gave the me a only, little bit of. <laughs> it's the only thing that stands out in this movie, honestly, and which is not in a good way. No, but... because there's a guy with a flaming <laughs> skull that's doing like tricks off bridges on a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. But... Oh, oh no! I'm, and then just rides all, like on the water, rides away on the water did that happen yeah 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 where he like the cops have him surrounded on the bridge and then he just drives <laughs> oh, yeah. his cycle he like I mean, he like slides like the bike slides down into the water and then he comes back up to the surface <laughs> looks back at all the cops on the bridge flips, flips them, them off. off and then he drives away on the water yeah badass man so cool and yet the, the monkey karate yeah, chopping the, was more memorable. The part that stuck with me was uh, was him on the tour bus where he's like, oh, that Howler monkey documentary is on tonight. 
<laughs> yeah, put the, can you put the monkey show back on? <laughs> um, all right, I so I did enjoy his monkey fixation. Well, it was the most relatable part of the character, I think. The most yeah. human part. Oh, you mean you didn't relate to the part where he made a soul with Satan to <laughs> save his dad from dying of cancer, and then he had to turn around and f- fight demons? That felt less believable to me. <laughs> Wait, they were de- or they were like fallen angels, right? Uh, well, did they ever specify the, well, what they were? The one guy was the devil's son, right? Yeah, Blackheart, Blackheart. was the devil's son. But no, the other guys were—they were like elemental demons. Yeah, but they were just hanging out with Blackheart. Like, they what just, was their deal? They were—they were just his friends that ga- were trying to gang of gang, bad, yeah. bad dudes. They went to demonic boarding school together. Yeah, yeah, they were in like a band. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, like a power electronic, <laughs> like like an improvisational power electronics group when they were uh, when they were at uh, Wesleyan. <laughs> no, you know, you know, they were playing like some variety of like industrial new metal. All wore like trench coats and uh, yeah. And they had the one dude with like the uh, the burner looking motherfucker with the grody dreads and the yeah. goggles and stuff. It was like they had a whole yeah. Each, th- each one had a personality. They, yeah, they did. They were, they were, it was like there was the cute one and the shy one. And, and the, and the water one. Yeah, it was the water one, the earth the bad one. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, uh, let's zoom out for a second. So none of us were fans of the are, – are any of us fans of Marvel movies, I guess I should – Say because I don't really, I, really give a shit. I am. I mean, I don't think across the board they're great, but I have liked a handful of them very okay. much. Yeah, I would say it's very hit or miss. Probably missing more frequently than hitting, but you know, okay. if, if one's worth watching, I'll enjoy it for sure. So go, go. overall, Marvel was never my my jam as a kid or otherwise. Wait, don't tell me you're a fan of the DC movies. I won't then. Okay. um well then i i think we're all kind of in the cultural minority here because it seems like everybody is is very stoked on marvel but uh i don't i don't know if this i don't know if anyone even remembers that this happened i i hope not i mean honestly the only reason that i even consider it is because i have known for a while that i would have to watch this movie (laughs) but i think yourself yeah but i if i didn't i don't i would be okay with forgetting that this existed well, and this was coming after, like, after Spider-Man, like, sort of resurrected comic book movies, but then sort but then, of, they, they, like, whiffed on the Hulk and the Fantastic Four. And uh, do you remember that Punisher movie that they made mm. around this time? I, I feel like that oh, whole string, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that whole string of movies that, that we just mentioned were kind of what killed it before the this whole, pre-Iron you know, Man, I yeah, think. That, the whole, uh, like, Avengers resurgence, right. like, this I think they they killed the comic yeah, book movies. Right, like Spider-Man brought it back and then they they all like they shit the bed a bunch and and then uh Tony Stark came and saved saved the day, Joss Whedon and all all the superheroes who we love. <laughs> um, Although the uh the X-Men movies started out pretty right, strong. Right. Yeah, that, that it went off course very quickly when it did. But yeah. you know, the first couple I they I were good. Those. They were good. I mean, this is really the, the redheaded stepchild of the Marvel franchise, more so than even like Ant-Man or something like this. Well, this even, this had a long protracted development. Did it, it? Oh, it was actually, here, I wrote some of this info down if I should get into it. Marvel had, the Marvel Studios had started, uh, you know, to want to get a Ghost Rider movie into development back in like 92. 
like the early nineties and they just tried like that whole decade. Uh, and then they didn't have the flaming skull technology. What were they going to do? Uh, that's what I'm wondering. I mean, can you, actually light a dude's head on fire. Well, and also around that time, Would've what were cool. the superhero movies around like spawn Batman? It was, Batman. It was yeah, the exactly. Bat- exactly. Yeah. But Marvel didn't have anything. No. Um, dark man. I don't know what was going on, <laughs> but yeah. And then like Gail Ann Hurd, who was the producer got attached in the late nineties. Uh, and then for a while, Johnny Depp was going to be Johnny Blaze. Okay. And John Voight was going to produce that version. What? Uh, I thought John Voight was the one playing Satan in this, but it, it, it's Peter Fonda. <laughs> um, I mean, Peter Fonda looks wrecked in this film. Yeah. That was that was some stunt casting that I can kind of get behind. Like, I know, I know the boardroom process. I know that they were like, okay, we got to find someone good. Like, uh, what's it? It's about motorcycles. Motorc- Peter Fonda. All right, call him up. And Peter's like, what? He's like on the, passed out on the beach somewhere. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like yeah, sure. What? Yeah. I, I got to be there at eight in the morning. All right. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so this, I, I mean, I don't know why this was in development that long because I at least... As a as a child, presumably in like the target demographic in 1992, like I did not care about Ghost Rider. Like well, Ghost Rider was never on my radar. Period. Yeah, and I, I don't really know who did. Yeah, I'm not sure. Nick Cage, <laughs> uh, apparently, because he asked to be after Johnny Depp bailed. He found out and he asked to be on. He it. lobbied really, yeah. really hard, and I mean, he had to cover up his Ghost Rider tattoo to be in in the movie he has a like a what yeah, yeah he has a yeah. tattoo of a flaming ghostwriter skull on his arm okay well that answers my next question of if we knew whether or not cage was a fan of the ghostwriter uh, franchise very much so. very much so yeah it, it means okay. it means a lot to him i i it, he uh he he said something about like um, he he loves comic books well he he said that this movie like hit a bunch of uh things a bunch of things he's obsessed with he he's, he said uh the paradox of good monsters including like the hulk he loves the hulk too he's like how how can he be a monster but also be good um he loves westerns motorcycles comic books horror comedy and classic literature and he cites faust and beauty and the beast which I guess I can see in like the, I mean, Faust. Okay. Beauty and the beast. Oh, I guess so. I mean, maybe in a really generous reading, but does he connect with beast with the beast? Yeah. Yeah. Well, remember he's a, he's a monster and how could, um, uh, Eva Mendez love him if he's, although she really doesn't have any problem with it, even though he, I mean, I was no reason to like him. I was really surprised with the ease with which she (laughs) got over that. She was just like, yeah, okay, that's fine. So sometimes at night you turn into a flaming skull and ride a motorcycle. I mean, yeah, we're, we're getting micro again, but like that was like, he like stands her up at dinner because he turns into a demon and then she like comes to his house and he's like, uh, look, yeah, there's a really good reason. Um, I was a, I was a monster. You should just leave me alone. Would you say that and he ghosted her? He certainly didn't ride her. <laughs> he did not ride her. No. <laughs> you can cut that out if you want. No, leave it. No, I'm absolutely <laughs> not cutting yeah. it out. Um, Wait, did, did, did he ride her at all in the movie or they didn't, they, they just kind of like, they just kind of kissed awkwardly, did right? Did they kiss? Yeah, they, no, they had some extremely awkward kisses that looked like 
maybe neither of them was particularly enjoying it. It's like a let's get this over with kind of a feeling. I mean, dude, it. come on. Like, I mean, I know it's, I know, you know, professionally as an actor, but dude, Ava Mendez, Ava Mendez. like you're not going to like at least try to get into it a little well, bit. Well, buckle up guys, because uh, she comes back in, uh, in Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. So uh, they get another shot. Well, I'm also hoping that she uh, reprises her role from this in the sequel to this movie, which I learned oh. is a thing. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. Is. You mean Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance? <laughs> uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I do. Vengeance is a big theme. Um, yeah, because I know that the fr- Ghost Rider franchise was going to revert back to Marvel in like 2000. 13, I want to say. So in 2012, they like pushed the sequel to this out like oh real God. quick, like right under the fucking wire. Like, wait, wait, wait. It, it was going to revert. What do you mean? So the, so the studio that made the, uh, I don't, was it, was it Sony? I, I don't know. Some, Whatever someone. parent company made this movie had the rights to it. And then when they started to, tr- you know, when, when they wanted to try to get like the rights to all the Marvel characters back, oh. like, you know, Spider-Man just came back to them a couple years ago. They were going to like Marvel was going to get the rights to make Ghost Rider. To make a better one. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, and so they made the sequel to this Ghost Rider the to year before it. they got it out, like just as they were about to oh, lose it. That rules actually. <laughs> but, it, but it just, it's so blatantly just goes to show you what a, what an awkward cash grab this whole thing yeah. was like from the very beginning. Yeah. I mean the the whole like the whole vibe of this movie is very much not in Marvel even the Marvel of the 2000s which like we said was pretty spotty whatever the the MCU was like the vibe of the general vibe of this movie is um midlife crisis it's all filmed inside of planet hollywood um like it it feels like the sunset strip feels now not to mention like Nick Cage is too old to be whatever this role, like I have no connection to the Johnny Blaze character, but he just he does not him and it's he, really confusing, isn't it? It, it feels I feel really like it awkward. Thro- yeah, it throws the whole tone of the movie off. He um he's wearing a hairpiece that apparently took three hours every day to apply, and it looks awful. It looks what are those bags? Strange. What are like he looks like he's in a Jane's Addiction cover band. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's very strange. It's very strange. He, I don't know why they went through all the trouble to make it look that shitty. He he has a shirtless scene where his body, I mean. He, I, okay, I'm sorry. He is a absolute unit of a human. He looks he is, sculpted. He is shredded, He's shredded in that scene. Yeah. I was really impressed. I was like, damn, Cage, you got yourself yeah. in shape for this but, shitty movie. But even, even that in the context of it just feels like, you know, he's like, he just seems like, a, a recently divorced dad getting back on the scene, which I guess he was. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I honestly, I feel like Ghost Rider. This whole go, the whole Ghost Rider mythos is kind of a metaphor for having a for having a, a midlife, midlife crisis. crisis. I really but, but like, that, de- that's how demon, it reads. The de- <laughs> What's the pact uh, with the devil that you sign? That's just I don't know, but he gives de- you a bitch in motorcycle and. I, I, yeah, it's like it's like he was like married, and then um, but the the demon comes out, and he has to like uh, break away and like you know just follow his. Uh, he can't be tied he's, down, yeah, he's babe. Too, he's too wild for you, baby. He's got to he's got to find himself. He's got a pact with the devil. Got to ride. Got got a relationship with the open road. Well, and even with the time that it took between, because I assumed it was going to be a shorter uh, rollover in terms of him making the pact to him having to yeah. actually do something about it, but it's like. 
decades have gone by. I, I was know. It was devil it, finally shows up. He's like, by the way, you remember me? Was like, it all that carpenters and jelly beans? Was they <laughs> keeping it at bay? I mean, and yeah, what, to be fair, like he also like his whole apartment is decorated with devil shit. And all he weird. reads it's is weird. like religious demon shit. So, I mean, it's kind of like a mixed, like, it seems like he, he should be reading like, I don't like roll doll or something like to <laughs> like, he's, he's not. No, I, yeah. I, but it does. Right. He's, he, I guess it worked. I, or maybe, well, I mean, this is one of those movies also where it's, there's like all this, all this exposition and stuff that you need to understand, like way too much stuff to understand for it to make sense. And yet it still is super confusing. Like the whole, like they had to insert a whole character for Sam Elliott. Well, basically they just, uh, they, they just had him like reprise his big Lebowski role and then explain the entire plot like, but it doesn't like, actually yeah. help anything but like he, like he just runs yeah, through no, everything but, uh, that the audience needs to know in the one scene he's like all right now you're caught up now get back on that motorcycle and get out there <laughs> <laughs> well and there's the, the his opening narration too where he's he's like he's like okay every every generation has a ghost writer or like okay is <laughs> that um but then it doesn't even stick to that because the last one is from uh 150 years ago that's not a fucking generation so it's already doesn't make any sense he says the ghostwriter is a damned soul collecting on the devil's deals so the devil is wheeling and dealing what what deals what is what is he even and and this this ghostwriter who we find out is sam elliott of uh, and, but it's obvious the whole time. Uh, there's a ghostwriter who went rogue because he went to collect a contract for a thousand evil souls from a very evil town called San Venganza, um, which means spirit of vengeance, guys. Um, I don't know if you, if you, if you guys hablan espanol, but yeah, so he, he collects the San Venganza contract, but decides it's too powerful for the devil too pow- for what what is that what is it what is he going to do if he gets it well, this isn't is- that his whole thing like what what happens so he rides away where does he go i guess he goes to well, a church yeah but and- this, this Texas, is texas yeah. yeah yeah but this is the whole problem with the basis of this movie is that there is not there's too much explanation and not None enough of, of a plot. Yeah. So like, so when it comes down to stuff like why does the devil want the souls? Why does the right. ghost writer think that it's too, that it's too powerful to give the devil? What does he know about what the devil's going to do with it? Why does the devil even ask for it? Yeah. And moreover, how much, like how culpable is the man that becomes ghost rider in his own actions? Sure. Like, is, is he yeah. driven by some kind of satanic force that he can't control or, or does he just, or is he, yeah. Is he just Nicholas cage with a flaming skull head? Like, is it a werewolf situation where he, yeah. where he doesn't remember or he doesn't believe that it's him? Like I, I it's, it's, the you know, irritating thing about all of that is it's all potentially interesting. Like the idea of hell being this bureaucracy is, <laughs> could be interesting. Like, you know, um, I've, does anyone know? I mean, I know no one here. Do we all just admit it? We don't care about ghost rider, but does anyone know the actual comic backstory mm. of ghost rider? Like, I mean, does it matter no. for the purposes of this movie? I, well, it shouldn't, it shouldn't matter. You should be, but we find that it, it does. 
I, I mean, it's just frustrating because it's all this confusing shit that could be interesting, but they're, it's just like the most MacGuffin, MacGuffin. They're like, here's a thing that actually doesn't matter, but here's all the reasons that it does matter. But really it doesn't because check it out. He's a ghostwriter now. And then you're like, okay. But um, I guess, so I guess what I'm supposed to care about is how cool this is, but none of it is cool. So it's just uh, two wasted hours. Yeah, first of all, did it have to be two hours long? No. That was one of the big problems that I had. It's <laughs> yeah. just like, oh well, my God. Did you guys watch is, the extended time cut? Commitment. Or the, did you guys watch the extended cut or, or the theatrical cut? version? Okay, I see, so I, I, I don't know which version I watched, but one of the director's cut has almost 10 minutes of extra footage. And apparently from what I read online, I, I think it's, I think this is the version I saw because most of the footage is like the personal story and like the backstory and like the character development, which is like, that's not what I want more of in this movie. I might've also watched yeah. that. It didn't, it, it didn't help. I, I mean, I, I don't think that it being 10 minutes shorter, was going to make it a better movie, but, Certainly not. Um, but it's just weird to me that when you have the option that you put in more of what, people don't want to see a like don't you know we, we don't go to see ghost rider to see him and like you know eva mendez try to mend their like 30 year estrangement you know like i want more sequences of of him like doing cool setting shit. his skull on fire right. and like whipping dudes with a ch flaming chain yeah um <laughs> apparently the the big set piece where he fights a helicopter was which uh, even that should have been should have been cool cool it should have been cool yeah, but I think that was even added like late in the production and was like super expensive. So talking about like I've heard that the director's cut of Daredevil is better than the original Daredevil, uh, which is another Marvel movie that shit the bed. And also, well, wait, it was so, the same director yeah, as this one, right? Yeah. It was, Why would they it was, give him a second chance after Daredevil? It was written have and directed. It? Yeah, I have seen. Dude, it. Daredevil is. Awful. It's not good. It's one of my least favorite movies. <laughs> I wow. like seriously, like I hated that movie. I can't stress how much I hated it. It's weird because I yeah, I, I want to second that. I really despised that movie. Did you guys see Electra? No, what was that? No, it was. Is that like a spinoff? Yeah, she was a character from the from Daredevil. Wait, Jennifer like, Garner's yeah, character? Yeah. Ew! Wait, they made a movie about her? Yeah, and he he wrote it too. Was this pre-Ghost Rider or post-Ghost yeah. Rider? I don't know why they kept giving him shit. But, oh, okay, so this guy, Mark Was Steven he, like, someone's nephew? <laughs> like, how did he keep getting this work? Well, he's probably someone's nephew. He's Mark Steven well, Johnson is his name. And he wrote, and he came to fame writing and directing a movie that I know you're fond of, Max, Grumpy Old Men. I was going to say, I was dumbfounded to find out that he had written that and was somehow involved in this. Too. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a surprising turn to, to his demerit. He also wrote grumpier old men and, uh, yeah. And Jack Frost, the movie where Michael Keaton but he becomes a killer snowman bites it and becomes, no, he becomes a loving snowman's Wait, father. Oh. There's a, there's a killer Jack Frost movie, but it's different than the one with Michael Keaton. But I accidentally combined them. Wait, now I want to see that Jack Frost. I want to see Michael Keaton as the killer Jack Frost. Yeah, no, I've actually watched both Jack Frost's and, uh, <laughs> Uh, neither one is as good as the movie that you thought they were. Damn. Okay. <laughs> I, I'll file that one away. I saw, I saw Jack Frost two. miles. Leave this really important tangent in. I saw um, Jack Frost two, uh, which I, I forget the subtitle, but he's in Hawaii and uh, Wait, I'm sorry. Oh, is, it, is this, Keaton's? this is killer. No, this is the killer Jack okay. Frost. And the way that he gets to Hawaii 
is um, he's in like a in an ice chest in somebody's like raft, and and it falls in the, in the water, and then there's uh, these two pieces of coal and a carrot that you see like <laughs> like zooming through the water to land. <laughs> they the, he, they get there, and I think they like make their way to a refrigerator, and then he like regains his body. Um, he reconstitutes. Yeah, and then kills some uh, some bikini babes. Actually, actually, the best film of the of those three is that one. All right, so and yeah, so this guy sucks and doesn't didn't always suck, but uh, he also wrote Christopher Robin, the new um, Winnie the Pooh meets Hook movie that's out right now. So they're giving him movies again, but I think that was his first movie after this. I think there was like a there might have been one or two, but it seems like. This didn't do wonders for his career. I mean, I, did he do the sequel too? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't if I was him. I well, would I think stay he, far I away. I think he did direct the sequel, actually. Oh, really? So this yeah, is- I, could, I could be wrong, but I was glancing at IMDb, and I'm fairly certain he, he directed the sequel as well. <laughs> Man, we are... The, <laughs> our, he came our- back to get it right that time. Yeah, well, we'll find out. Did our, he? Our our research has really uh, has really gone down the tubes since that uh, the uh, Nicholas Cage, the man behind Captain Corelli, since that book. Uh, man, I really miss that book. Yeah. Um, Ian Markham Smith and, and Liz, Liz Hodgson, Hodgson still Liz haven't Hodgson. still haven't contacted us about being no. guests on the show. So maybe if, they're working on the follow up for I, like the I second half so. of of Nick Cage's career. I should hope so. Um. All right. I mean, they can't be doing any more important work than that. No, they're not. I Googled them. (laughs) 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 They're not doing anything. So the story of Ghost Rider. So we went over some of the mythos, which makes no sense. But um, then... um, Can can I just say something about the Thousand Soul contract? Yes, please. It seems like the devil is really hurting for souls. Like he's hit some rough times and yeah, like a thousand, if he's, if he's holding out a thousand souls for, yeah, for like 150 years and he's just got to get these, you know, haven't some evil people died in the past 150 years? You know, we had, we had the third Reich in that time. Yeah. It's, um, it's so frustrating. You not find some more evil people. And <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, work. you know? Yeah. Just think of every like bad regime in the world yeah. that's happened. Like there is, there are, there's a handful of dudes that are responsible for that shit that you could easily make up. Yeah. I mean like and just, what you know, was the deal with this town? Was it, was it like Sodom and Gomorrah? Like why was it so special? They don't say anything see, about it. I, I think well, they, they sort of mentioned it at one point that he tricked them all and they all turned on each other at a certain yeah, point. Like okay. everybody wanted yeah, it's something like a bath and, or something. So is it the yeah, quality yeah, of turned to a massacre? It, it's is, the quality of the souls. Yeah, well, that's what I'm wondering. Like, maybe it's not that he just needed 150 souls. Maybe it's these souls were so evil that he needed them for the specific reason. I mean, I, it, I guess it's so powerful that if his son Blackheart gets it, then he is able to take over hell. Wait, but or okay, take over so is, rain on earth. Why does some? Blackheart? Why does he want this so bad? And also, why does he? Why is he, hate his dad yeah, why is he going so against much? his dad? Why does he have daddy issues? None of that has gone into. No one knows. None of us know. Like these are all interesting, potentially interesting things that could have been explored, but instead there's two hours of something else. <laughs> like and and so the t- in the two hours what we get is uh Johnny Blaze 
son of an evil Knievel type. Uh, well, they, they've got a, a father son motorcycle uh, <laughs> <laughs> jumping. Um, Stop. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're famous. A family business. Fa- yeah. Um, well, and you're it's, just telling what you're just telling me what the plot is. I can't handle it. Wait, we're we're well, we're coming to my favorite detail, which is that like, so his dad has cancer. That's not my favorite detail, but uh, his dad has cancer, and Johnny Blaze meets Peter Fonda. The devil shows up at the circus where they where they work and hang out, and he's like, um, "Hey, well, just sell your soul, and I'll give you. I'll make your dad okay. I'll make his cancer go away." And uh, Johnny, young Johnny Blaze is like, uh, "Okay," and drips a little blood on the <laughs> the, the contract. Then, uh, shouldn't make a deal with the devil. And his dad has a devastating motorcycle accident. And, you know, that's that's just the irony that you get with the devil. But I don't know if you guys noticed, the motorcycle accident that he gets into is he's riding his motorcycle up the ramp and it just like slips. He slips and fa- he kind of like falls into one of the ring of, rings of fire, but it's just like a burning hula hoop. Like what happens? He just slips and falls and he's on the ground. He's like, I'm done, Johnny. I'm, it's over. Yeah, and then, yeah, because when, when Johnny comes up to cradle his father's yeah. head and try to like say, get his last words in. He doesn't for, for an accident of that magnitude, he should have third degree burns across his face and be screaming no, in agony, but he's he just, he's, fine. Like, he's, he's just got a little like black soot around his face. And then he's like, Ugh, well, uh, did he break his neck? Did he get burned? Like, it doesn't matter. He's just like, he just fell and he's like, oh, it's over Johnny. Like how you get, I am dead now. I am dead now for the story. <laughs> Just like, and then Eva Mendez is like, I love you for the story. <laughs> the, the, this movie is just these like, uh, pure anonymous, like storytelling mechanisms, just, uh, just grinding on each other. Well, because they, they know what, they know why the characters need to be motivated. So it's like a square peg in a round hole situation where they have to get them there, but they just do it in the most clumsy, obvious yeah. way possible by like pushing his yeah. heart. They're just like hitting the blocks together as hard as yeah. they can. They mapped out the story. You need a reason. He needs a reason to make a deal with the devil. Okay. Now we need the father needs to go away. Okay. He's dead now. He, you know, he needs to have a love interest and they need to be a part. Okay. It's because he was make, I guess he rode away and was sad for a while. Like we don't know what happened to him and Eva Mendez. They kind of, it's like super like vague. Everything, everything is vague that should be, uh, it, gone in like gone into in more detail. And instead we get details just they just add more and more details of uh, like ghostwriter mythology on top of anything to just kind of like muddle it. It's all just kind of going like, look over here, look over here now. Um, oh, that's that's because uh, that's because of the special contract. Oh, and that's um, it doesn't matter. Uh, look, he's on fire now. And, and <laughs> look, he's on fire now. Yeah. Well, it was an interesting mix of confusing and predictable. Yeah where you could see it all coming and yet none of it made a damn bit of sense as it went along. And I got the feeling that it was, they wrote it with the idea of like, well, if we just have characters talk about this thing, like it's important, then the audience will care. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They they don't know why they don't know why any of these things like actually have any sort of emotional weight or impact. It's just, 
Mark Steven Johnson has seen superhero movies before and he wrote a couple and is familiar with the like the mechanisms of the story. And so he's just like, okay, you need a ghostwriter movie. I can I can literally make that movie. But yeah, like you I can know, that out for you. Yeah. <laughs> but um the only person who seems passionate about it is Cage and his passion really does not carry this movie. He he is unfortunately very miscast. But would Johnny Depp have been any better? Maybe. He he wouldn't have ate, had the jelly bean thing going, but um no, no one would have been better in this in this particular movie. That's kind of how I feel. Like Cage obviously is miscast. There are obviously problems with Cage being in this movie. But I just think that there's problems. There's enough problems with the movie in general that no actor could have saved it. Well, and and whatever actor is going to be playing Ghost Rider, half the time his head's going to be a flaming CGI skull. So it's not really like an acting showcase. Yeah. Okay. This is another. Sorry. This is another segue. But speaking of CGI, this has Whoa. some of the worst CGI. Oh, this has yeah. some of the worst VFX in any movie that I've ever seen. I mean, it like it looks better. <sighs> I, I don't want to say it looks like PS2 cutaway <laughs> scene graphics because it's actually rendered better than that. Yeah, but there's something about the way that it's designed that makes it look so cheesy yeah, and it, so low budget. Like, I'm sure they spent a lot of money on it, but it looks low budget. It's rendered better, but it somehow feels less real than PS2. <laughs> well, yeah, all the moments where there, where you see the demonic face creep across whoever oh, it is, yeah. the black heart or the, the devil. It just looks like they're sort of fading something in and then fading it back out. Yeah, rough is a good word. So well, it, it somehow looks like both really expensive and really shitty at the same time. I mean, that's I guess that's how I feel about a lot of CGI, to be honest. But but this it, it it's just embarrassing. Like the whole the whole thing is is just embarrassing. Okay, so wait, I'm trying to make it through the, the stupid story. So he makes the deal with the devil and his dad oh, yeah. dies. And then and then the Peter Fonda's like, you're mine now, Johnny Blaze. And then he pieces out for what, 20 years and, and then comes back. And then and now that his his son has an issue with him and wants and his son and his uh, his band want to do want this contract. Um, he's like, oh, this is burnout demon buddies. He's like, this is why I the devil's like, this is why I made the ghost rider is to do this. But like, wait, I thought that every generation has a ghost rider who goes around collecting the devil's deal. Has the devil not been making any deals? Where are all the souls going? Like what? I guess I'm just, I, I'm not actually getting us through the story. I'm just getting hung up on the exact well, same thing. But it's just so fucking frustrating. No, but I think that's fair. And I think it also brings up a bigger question of clearly the ghost riders throughout the generations have had some sort of transportation that is more than just a vehicle. It's more of an extension right. of their personality or their, you know. Yeah. Uh, but Do you think there were ghost riders who didn't have, like, horses? Were there ghost well, riders that's online? what I'm wondering. Like, are there, are there ghost riders that just can like run really fast <laughs> or like, or, or, or are there ghost riders that, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just wondering how, how much the actual thing they're riding. A ghost rider is, with one of those like penny farthing bicycles with a giant front wheel. <laughs> <laughs> or like a ghost rider. I mean, you know, they've been around forever. So a ghost rider in like the uh, ancient Roman days with like a Ben-Hur right, like right. chariot. I mean, you know, you could, you could go, 
was there a Viking ghost rider with like cave, a with, caveman ghost rider with riding like a woolly mammoth? Yeah, I'm just wondering how much is what they're riding part of the deal? Like, could he have picked anyone and they would have just yeah, ridden or something, it, or, or does he to have be... to pick someone that has a skill at riding something? Hmm. Or is it more beneficial for him to pick someone that has a skill at riding a certain thing? Yeah, that's another thing that I would have loved to find out rather than whatever was actually in this movie. It almost seems like that was the only qualification that he looked for. He certainly was not looking for people who would be loyal to him or people that would right. be good, you know, proficient fighters and no. going after these demons. He's just like, you can ride. Yeah, you got a bike. Okay, cool. Yeah, he's just looking for a sucker with a motorcycle. Yeah, somebody who needs something right then. Yeah, it seems like the devil. Yeah, like his business is just not thriving right now. And no, it, he doesn't seem like a good <laughs> businessman for someone for someone as steeped in bureaucracy as like. Well, uh, he's got a, He seems to be because he's got a monopoly on evil. He hasn't had to update in mm, yeah, millennia he has, he because had, no, there's no other devil. <laughs> he hasn't had any competition until like his son. Until his, I guess his along. son is, yeah, his son's like, dad, <laughs> we got to reform this company. He, he was like, you're doing it all wrong. The he, kids need something more nowadays. He was like AOL in like the nineties or something. <laughs> and his kid is like Google, yeah. like, uh, yeah, his kids Google. Uh, I want to see a grumpy old men with Peter Fonda and Sam Elliott's characters. Yeah. Grumpiest old men. <laughs> Yeah, um, well, I, w- I would have watched Sam Elliott be the Ghost Rider um, for. A I mean, I, I, Sam Elliott is one of the most watchable actors. I think. I mean, his out voice there. is just like honey. Yeah, it is. I think that's why they get him to explain everything in voiceover for sure. every movie. Is because you just want to hear him talk. Yeah, I mean, and also like again, I can see the boardroom. Like he was definitely the first pick, and also the first name that came into anyone's head, and then probably the only name they're like, "We need an old cowboy." We need. We got. Well, are, are there any older actors that would have you think done better in this? Well, John Voight is one, John, obviously. Um, uh, but beyond Clint that, Clint Eastwood. Yeah. No, well, I, don't, I, don't uh, I think Clint Eastwood might make a good Satan. Ooh, yeah. I mean, he's too self-serious to you know have fun with that role, so he'd never do it. True, but. Uh, yeah. Oh, the other movies this could have been. All right. So yeah. So then he, the devil comes to finally collect on, I guess the whole reason that he made Johnny blaze a ghost writer 20 years prior was because he knew at some point he would have to get this contract back from Sam Elliott or does he, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, and uh, it doesn't matter, but it's supposed to matter. And yes. that is what really bugs me. Um, yeah. It was like a precautionary deal that he cut. Yeah. Like, Look, I, I need something. You can ride a bike. I guess that'll work. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, what do you say? I, what do you say? I saved your dad for another 18 hours. Yeah. Well, and it's also <laughs> the kind of thing which, which his dad would have lived by the, by the way, like his dad had cancer, but he wasn't dying the next day. Yeah, he, like his, his yeah. father would have lived longer. He was still if he jumping just, his motorcycle. Yeah. He, was, <laughs> he was fine. So uh, we cut forward to, uh, to Johnny blaze being played by Nick cage. He can't die. I believe is part of the thing. Like, uh, yeah, because the devil says you're no good to me, dead. dead. So he's doing uh, bigger and bigger stunts to, I guess, because uh, he doesn't care. But also, he wants to prove something, but that's not really clear. He's, he's like, I want to prove that it's me doing it, but it's not really you. Like, you know that you made a deal with the devil. So, like, 
I mean, honestly, like, why doesn't he do, why is he even, like, the, the big stunt that uh, we, like, everyone freaks out over is he jumps over six Apache helicopters jumping the length of a football field, which is awesome. That's a cool stunt. Yeah, but if but, you... But if you can't die, if you know you can't die, why stop there? Like, he could be doing... He doesn't even need to be jumping motorcycles, guys. No, I, like, he could be... There's so many other things that I would be doing if I knew I couldn't ever die. Like, why Why would you even be a, a stunt bike driver at all? Like, go do something do sick. Like anything. Yeah, cool. like, there's literally so anything. There's so much you could do. And instead, he watches chimp videos with Donald Logue and cries into his jelly beans. Honestly, kind of like the secret hero of this movie. Well, yeah, uh, Don, <laughs> Donald Logue is also an underrated actor. Like... Um, is that his manager? Yeah, that's that's the uh, red-haired dude who uh, gets like his brain sucked out. He seems to only tell him what not to do, and then afterwards, he like that was a great idea. Yeah, he's like, I cool, that. that was that, cool, I Johnny. Never, I never doubted you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't really given a lot to work with. Uh, well, and, and later on in the film, when even Mendes comes around, you know, asking about what's been going on with him, and he's like, oh yeah, my. My boss has uh, he has his personal effects over here, and um, would you like to look at them? Essentially, like he's been writing down all this stuff in these notebooks. Come on, take a look. Just kind of invites her in, and uh -huh. like, yeah, who cares about his privacy? Well, I mean, Johnny Blaze doesn't. He doesn't yeah, remember. He doesn't keep. That. He doesn't keep his. Johnny Blaze doesn't give a fuck about anything. He lives in a scary neighborhood, and he does not keep his loft locked. Well, you can't live in fear, or whatever the yeah. tagline he kept saying was. Yeah, you can't. You can't live in fear. So anyway, he's he's invincible and, and uh, he's doing uh, like evil can evil shit. And uh, can, I, can I just say one thing yes. about one of those stunts? Yes, when please. He, when he crashes in the first stunt, you see him doing his cage. Yeah. Um, his crew comes over and does the two worst things you could do for somebody who's just sustained a serious neck injury, which is they. They come over and they pull his helmet off immediately. Uh -huh. and, and then they smack him in the face to wake him up. Just slap it. Like, come on, snap out of it. They can be paralyzed. He's just walloping on him. Yeah, well, you know what? They probably have never had to actually deal with an injury or anything. Yeah, like, if they've only ever worked for him. That may be yeah. the MO, I guess. No, they know their way around a motorcycle, but... Uh, um. This is totally tangential, but did you guys notice that Johnny Blaze was doing the leap of death at the Sobe Dome? As in the, the, I was the look, drink? I wrote it down. I was literally going to ask, how much money do you think Sobe gave them to, for, for that product placement? Or, or is there actually a Sobe Dome? This was shot in Australia, so who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe that's there. <laughs> Man, I used to love that little like lizard, the dual mm -hmm. lizard logo of Sobe. Yeah. And they have that like bright pink uh, one, that like Pepto Bismoly one. Yeah, you guys know. I'm hard pressed to think of any flavor of sobe that was good. It was all really sweet. That's not the point. I yeah. mean, this, I think asking why it wasn't good is the wrong, the it, wrong question. It was just yeah. The, I may be I may be going down the wrong yeah. <laughs> rabbit hole there. The the point is is that it was extreme and it was something that kids of my generation loved. So of course they're going to make it the corporate sponsor of a dome that hosts uh, an extreme <laughs> sports bike stuntman. Honestly, like imagining drinking a whole sobe right now makes me feel so sluggish. Like, <laughs> no. Are, dude, I'm gonna walk down to the corner as soon as we're done recording and buy a sobe. 
Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> do you think Red Bull passed on it? I Red Bull they're was, into all the extreme stuff, but I mean, this was 2007. This 2007. Red Bull was definitely a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that they had like, I don't think they were like as extreme as, no, I don't fucking know. I feel like monster, this would be like a monster uh, thing a, a couple of years later, but. Oh yeah. They're like rock star. Yeah. Rock star. Definitely. Cause that was that, so technically an energy drink or <laughs> no, it's just like a bunch of, it's just like kind of like it's just sugar. Yeah. It's just like a disconcertingly sugar creamy stuff. sugar water. Yeah. Something that was frustrating to me about this movie too is like, like I, I mentioned that it, it feels like the sunset strip now. And, and, and it, it was just like that they were like playing with all these kind of like signifiers of outlaw Americana, like, they they have like Ozzy and ZZ Top in the soundtrack and there's Hell's Angels and stuff. But all of that shit still also felt just completely anonymous. Like this movie is so vanilla and bland. I, it's frustrating because I wanted, I, I can see a version of, like this should be cool. The flaming skull guy with the rock and roll hell shit. Like I, I should... Like, I would care about this more than a lot of the Marvel movies if they gave me anything to care about. Like, style, like this is a stu- like a kind of, like, low culture that I can really wallow in if you just give me a good trough to wallow in. But, no, this was not. This was a teacup. Uh, I'm not about that. I'm more into, the, like, the techie science side of, like, superheroes than okay. I am into using <laughs> mythology as, like, uh-huh. a basis for the, you know the character's origin story or whatever. I don't know. There's, I, I, I think it would have made so much more sense if it was just the generic evil demon as opposed to specifically mm. the devil. I mean, it's just so, to make it like the True. Judeo-Christian yeah. idea of the devil is just so heavy-handed and, and and doesn't help you to broaden your, your perspective enough to enjoy this superhero's universe because it's already based in dogmatic shit that our own is based in. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they only kind of put one toe into it just enough to like pull from it without actually like making it make any sense. Right. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the soundtrack. I will say that I, I thought they were, they used amazing restraint, not putting the song ghost riders in the sky into more of the movie. <laughs> I was, I was expecting that from the moment I pressed play and I, I, like, in that I, last yeah. part where he's riding out with Sam Elliott. Was, yeah, they uh, saved it. was surprising it. that it, they, they did. They sat on that one and played it when it was the right moment. Although, just overall, the dialogue bugged me so oh. much. The delivery of everyone, especially the demons and the devil and everything. I'm going to throw something out there. You guys tell me what you think. Did it feel a bit like a dubbed martial arts movie to yes. you? Yes. Yeah, I yes. see that. Okay. Because... <laughs> There was the scenes where he's like, I retired him the same way. I will retire you, father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there was so much evil cackling going on. Oh, every single time Blackheart or one of his weird <laughs> elemental demons was on the screen, they would end the begin and or end the dialogue with. <laughs> it's like, come on. Like everyone's doing that. They're demons. The They're, that's what demons do. They <laughs> love to. Yeah, no, Black, Blackheart was super corny i so wrote down corny. this is scary to anyone no. and also and also should... it was distracting to me the way that they layered his voice did you guys notice that yes. every time he was talking they had the the sort of set back a little bit but the pitched down version of his voice right voice. it was annoying it, he was just really angsty i feel like he was something that would terrify 10 year olds 
while meanwhile the like cool 12 year olds watching this would be like this movie is a i mean badass. honestly way too close to chris angel mind freak yeah for my taste. the whole thing the whole thing is just it's it's so it's like that weird cross-section between uh you know guys that wear leather pants with a bunch of tattoos <laughs> and goatees and motorcycle culture i guess well, it, 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 was, it was just such a weird it's just, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you were saying it felt like a martial arts movie. Like, the whole vibe to me is like, yeah, it's like Baywatch Nights or something. It's just, uh, yeah, it felt like TV, like like bad 90s TV. Um, well, who was this movie for? Was this, I, I mm. don't know if it was well-received by Ghost Rider fans. No. It doesn't seem like it was, it was for not. motorcycle It was not well-received by... They never get into the... Yeah, that really. Yeah, it's right. not for no, comedy but, fans. It's not for superhero fans. And, it's not for people who like good movies. Um, it's for people who like comic books, classic literature, comedy, <laughs> uh, motorcycles, all of those things. Together. And the Carpenters. <laughs> and no, I, I agree. Like, I don't know. It doesn't. It, it's a movie that will satisfy nobody. And uh, for, I mean, from all accounts of the contemporary reviews, it it didn't satisfy anyone. No, like no one liked it. I think it's frustrating because it has all these elements. It doesn't dig in deep enough to any of them, and it just kind of wastes them all. Like, I mean, Sam Elliott in particular, they use him for narration. Then Nick Cage shows up after Nick So back to the story for those who haven't seen it. Um, he's supposed to go on a date with uh, estranged ex-girlfriend Ava Mendez, and but um, he acts, he turns into the ghost writer, um, at just the worst possible time and runs around and um, he stops a mugger by using something called the penance stare uh, where he, uh, he's, he looks into someone's eyes. That's the name of my Christian rock band. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he sees all the sins that they have done. And then I guess they their eyes turn into ash and they... And he, like, burns their brains out they, from the inside. That, like, that whole scene was just to establish that stare yeah. that would then come back at the end. But again... <laughs> Other than that, it served no purpose. Again, what actually happens? Did, did that guy go to hell? Like, it doesn't say. None of it is clear. Like, you can't... Yeah. It can't be a cool thing if it's confusing. Yeah. It just can't. Like, that, that can't... We don't... Uh, I, I understand that he, that's his weapon and that the point is that he can't use it on Blackheart because he doesn't have a soul. But, like, what is it? Like, what does it do? Like, God damn it. Anyway, so, and then he wakes up, like, hung over off of uh, cruising around with a skull head all night in uh, the, the churchyard, in the, in the graveyard where Sam Elliott, I guess, has been <laughs> holed up for 150 years. Um, well, conveniently working where uh, Johnny Blaze's father is buried. Yeah, too. well, and I guess what he, like, he went there and got a job after he took the contract from the, I don't know, doesn't matter. Well, it has something to do with hallowed ground, right? Like, they can't, right. like, the, the demons and the devil can't chase him if he's on hallowed ground, so he just set up shop in a church for 150 years. Except don't they end up getting him there? Don't they kill they Sam do. Elliott in the graveyard? And, like, wh how? Well, they kill the, they kill a, priest in a church so yeah. it's clearly they're so, a little fast and loose with those rules yeah so the rules none of the rules matter <laughs> god 
fuck this movie. Okay. Anyway. Can we just, say, can we just talk for a moment about how awesome Cage's transformation was <laughs> when he transforms the first time? I mean, that was a that was a moment where they really, I feel like, let him just go as big as he wanted. And I wish I could have been a fly on the wall. Yeah, I actually... Um, none of the CG present to see Cage I have a uh, I have a clip of it right here if you guys would like to hear yeah, it. Yeah, let's hear it. Forgot how good the score was. Yeah, so that's that. That, that. That's the first time he transforms into the Ghost Rider. I did think it was cool that his boots were on fire. That looked like a practical effect. His like flaming motorcycle boots when he's walking around screaming. Really, none of that looked like a practical. Oh effect yeah, I'm, to me. I may be generous with that. Um, I mean, I would love to think that it was. I love to think they actually set no, Cage on fire wasn't. for the scene, but it I doubt. I doubt that they did. Right. I don't see. I in my head, I constructed the idea that he was like, no, I actually have to be on fire to to uh, feel it. But that's probably the cage of ten years before this. Um, I think he mellowed out a little bit by the time of Ghost yeah. Rider. He's dead, you know. He Which was, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt again, no. Dave, but I think a huge missed opportunity not casting Weston as younger Johnny Blaze. Oh my God! Yes, yes. Why didn't they do that? I mean, they the actor. The ball. Yeah, and the actor they got certainly didn't look like. I mean, maybe. Okay. But but also he just didn't. He wasn't so good that they couldn't have. I mean, Weston was already a professional actor at this point. In in the exacts in the like uh, in the tradition of Lon Chaney and Lon Chaney Jr. When Marvel gets their rights back to this, please cast Weston Cage as the Ghost Rider. <laughs> please. He's his movie career, according to his Instagram, is going great. So get him on there. I'm sure he'd kill it. And it's a low bar to clear anyway. <laughs> look, man, I'm, I, I, I mean, look, I'm, I'm not a writer, so I'm not trying to give anyone out there in Hollywood any ideas. I'm just saying Weston Cage in the reboot, Weston Cage as Johnny Blaze and Nick Cage as Sam Elliott's character. Oh my <laughs> shit. Yes. Yeah. You're spitting pearls here. That is great. All right, so Sam Elliott um, is uh, the ghost writer, the previous ghost writer named Carter Slade, who... Which also sounds like a trick stunt bike guy's name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or a Vegas magician. I mean, is there... Really, I feel like in this movie, they equate the two. Like, there is no difference between what Cage does and what, and what like, Penn and Teller do. No, it's... It, it's they, they run in the same circles. Um, and I guess I didn't know this, but the original Marvel Ghost Rider character was the the Sam Elliott character. Basically, he was like a cowboy guy. And then they rebooted it in the 70s, in 1972, um, I, presumably around like Evil Knievel fever. They were like, well, what if the Ghost Rider was a motorcycle guy? And uh, that's the Ghost Rider that children of all ages know and love now. But um, the Phantom Rider... Uh, so they, they put Carter Slade in this for all the ghostwriter heads who would complain if he wasn't there. And back to what I was saying about missed opportunities. So like they really hold off on this really obvious reveal that Sam Elliott is the other ghostwriter, except 
because except it's obvious. Yeah, well, because before that, we're just supposed to accept that he is just a magical caretaker who knows everything about the Ghost Rider mythos, <laughs> like, <laughs> and we just don't question that. Well, yeah, no, that because that way he can handily explain everything to us. Yeah, it's just God. Fuck this. Well, did you notice when when uh, Cage wakes up from his initial night of ghost riding that he uh, that Sam Elliott is standing in front of a gravestone that says Carter? Stoke. Yes. Yes, and then he's like, "Wake up, bonehead! Here's the deal: you're, yeah. you're a oh, ghost God, rider." I'm him bonehead. Yeah, but okay, you're a ghost rider, bonehead. <laughs> oh, that was good. So, uh, but okay, so they they hold off on, and then there's this big moment where, um, what did does Blackheart? Do they take his girlfriend or something? They do they steal Eva Mendez or what? What do they? Yeah, yeah, they do. Right. Okay. So, so well, they, because because in his second night of ghost riding, I believe, yeah, he, uh, where he fights the helicopter, he's out there and he says that he can't be with Eva Mendez because he needs to protect her. And then he's out riding and he sees her and just like gets off his bike and walks up, totally blows up her spot, just staring at her, and oh, all the cops are God. freaking out, shooting him and. He's yeah, not. He's not a good superhero. He, he's he's really he he stops one mugger in this movie and uh, yeah. just destroys a building in a helicopter. Well, he doesn't just stop him. He kills him. See, and okay, I'm not necessarily. I don't think you know. Miles, his soul was dirty. He, he well, I I don't think there's anything. He was going to hell. Yeah, and I I don't think there's anything like inherently better about a righteous superhero like Batman that won't kill the villains. But I, there's just something about this seems so overkill. Killing me. someone and sending them to I hell. I mean, it's like, just <laughs> beat the guy up a little bit. Whip it like, you know, whip him with the flaming chain yeah, and got, scare yeah. him. And then well, and, he's all about second chances. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, he's just frying people's brains inside and, Sending them to hell. Well, frying one person's brain. Like, really, what fucking good is this guy like to anybody? I mean, presumably in Spirit of Vengeance, because at the end of this movie, he he rejects the devils. The, you know, he, he's, he doesn't give back his ghost riding powers. He says, no, I'm going to use the power of Hellfire to, to fight the devil. But it, like... It seems really out of character for the devil to just accept that and not like doesn't he doesn't he have control over it we, yeah yeah you would think so but he's like well, hey can i have even... <laughs> yeah he's yeah, like because he's like oh, you sorry. belong to me johnny johnny blaze well but... it's like he asks him for the powers back instead of just being like okay right. your job's done yeah like i'll, I'll, it's, I'll like, it's health it's power from hell you, he can't take it back his dominion is earth like we established that that's what johnny blaze established by killing blackheart is he kept satan in charge of earth in right including the god fuck i want to break something <laughs> i don't know why this movie is making me so mad Dave, just it's, relax. It is an infuriating movie, i'm turning though. into a ghost rider right now my head's gonna flame out it's so stupid. Well, he doesn't, I mean, the devil doesn't exactly make a big effort when Sam Elliott rides off with the contract that he needs so no. badly in yeah, the first place. Yeah, he's just like, I see you later. And just watches him go away. It's because. Like he outran the devil. And it's like, the devil didn't even try to follow him. I mean, <laughs> Peter Fonda looks he so. He outran that, that light post, too. <laughs> Peter Fonda looks so tired. He looks like he can't raise his arms above his head. Like, he's like. <laughs> they wheeled him onto set and like gave him a black trench coat. <laughs> and they're like, all right, give us a laugh. 
But yeah, the trench coat is to hide the dolly that he's strapped to that they can just wheel him around. The stake that he's tied to to keep him upright. Yeah. It's like Hannibal Lecter style, where he's like he's strapped yeah. to like the to stand to the stand up dolly, and they're just wheeling him from scene to scene. Honestly, this is an aside, but if you're gonna get someone from Easy Rider to to stunt cast at the devil as the devil, why did they choose Fonda and not choose Dennis Hopper? Or even, even Jack, uh, Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Yeah, right? he yeah, been good. yeah. He would have been good. They would have been great. Were those choices too obvious? Or well, I here's the thing. I think that neither of those actors needed it. Yeah, that's I mean, true. like, I don't necessarily think Peter Fonda needed it, but I, I mean, he definitely had a lot more to lose with his career at yeah. that point than either of them did. All right, but back back to the point I was making a million years ago. So Sam Elliott, we get the big, he gets reveals he's like, I am the original Ghost Rider, and Nick Cage is like, Oh, are you like, are you ready to Ghost Ride? And he's like, This is what I've been waiting for. And he his head turns into the stupid CGI skull, and his ghost turns into the ghost horse. And it's like badass. And Nick Cage's <laughs> head turns into the stupid CGI skull and his motorcycle turns into the dumb motorcycle. And they like Ghost Riders in the Sky, the like, <laughs> you know, 2007 remix plays. And they're riding out into the desert and they get to the town. And then Sam Elliott's like, well, that was it for me. That was the one transformation <laughs> I had. See you later. I'm, yeah, I'm dead Bob, now. That pissed me off so much. Because he says, I only had one last ride in me. It, he literally meant that because he just traveled 500 miles with him to basically hand him a shotgun and then leave. Yeah, you, and that's it. Like, what did, did he couldn't have just told him where it was on a map? Like, what? Or just handed him the gun and been like, all right, have fun. I'm going to go ghost ride for the rest of the night and, you know, really live it up. All right, just like, and, and this is what he's killing the devil. This <laughs> is what he's been waiting for. This moment of just going from this place to the other place and not doing <laughs> shit. What's the fucking point? Well, and, and it bothered me too, that there's this, you know, this sleepy ghost town down in a valley and they, they both are just flaming and ride up and they're up on the hilltop overlooking the valley. And Sam Elliott's like, to the shadows so it matters they just rode up on the high ground like a freaking beacon <laughs> like you're, oh by the way you're gonna want to stay uh under the radar you're here. both on fire <laughs> stick to the shadows that's literally everywhere you're not god damn it yeah that bugged me so so, so much i'm so angry <laughs> Nicholas Cage was had a southern accent too which his younger counterpart didn't, didn't have. have. Also where does this take place? It's filmed Texas. in Texas. It's filmed in Australia and it looks like just nowhere. It looks like a sound stage. Was it is Texas? I think it's supposed think to it take place in Texas. Texas. I don't know where they filmed it. This is Australia. That bridge that was another part that really pissed me off because he rode up to the top of that. He's surrounded by the cops. And I was thinking to myself, well, I really hope they don't just have him ride into the river and then ride away on the water. <laughs> and that's and literally exactly what happened. <laughs> there were so many moments like that in the movie where I thought, oh, 
it would really like this would be the worst possible decision they could do to move this team forward. And then that would be exactly the thing that happened. Well, it's like it's like uh, this guy, Mark Steven Johnson. It's like he had these ideas for like, what would be a cool setup? But he had no like cool ideas for how to get out of them because yeah, there was no follow through. It's the same thing with all of the demons, like the air demon, like uh, named like Aurelius or something like a boozeal. Um, he, he like comes at him at, when he's on top of the building and he's like, Oh, like I am, I'm the heir. You can't do anything. And then Ghost Rider just whips his chain around in a circle and like funnels him into what? Into the chain. And then he's gone. It makes yeah, no sense. I, I actually had to make a note of how he killed all the demons because well, each one was sort of more disappointing than the next. The first guy, he just wraps up in the chain and the guy's like, have mercy. And, yeah. the, and then just he just burns. crumbles into, into, that was the earth demon. He just, yeah. The second guy was the chain vortex thing on the roof. You're talking about. And the, then the third guy, the water guy was the worst fighting underwater. I didn't even, I watched the movie twice and I still don't understand what happened. Well, well, okay, because that. That, that guy's the water demon. So earlier, he Nicolas Cage steps in the puddle that is made out of the water demon, which is kind of disturbing and, <laughs> and weird. Like, you could do something interesting with that. But um, when they actually fight, he pulls him into the water, but the water isn't the water demon. The water demon is just in the water with him, and he just holds his hands on the guy, and then he just dies. Like, he doesn't even choke him or anything. He's yeah, just, he's underwater, so shouldn't his flames be sh- extinguished? Yeah, and the water demon should be, like, in his, literally in his element. <laughs> yeah, he just sort of melts him while underwater. Like, like those... Also, I'm, he was riding his motorcycle on the top of that on water, the water. Just a moment before, which I guess they've established doesn't matter anyway, but then he gets pulled under what looks like a way deeper surface, so... Something else that really bothered me about that is that those not only did those fights suck and they were not interesting to watch at all, but even the final battle, the was final battle, so anticlimactic. Sucked. It might be the oh, most, yeah. it, like it might be the most anticlimactic final face-off of any movie that I've ever seen. Well, so what what happened? He he called the Blackheart called all the souls of San Viganza into him, but then he opened himself up for the penance stare. Right. And then Nick Cage looked at him yeah. and he died. <laughs> no, that's that's what he that's how he defeated the, the <laughs> final boss. He then, looked at him. And then Peter Peter Fonda like shuffled in and he was like, Thanks a lot. But uh, so are we, we're essentially supposed to be rooting for Satan's team in this yes, movie, right? Yes, we, we're team Satan. The only reason that we would be team Satan is the only person lamer than Satan in this movie is his stupid, shitty son. His son was terrible. I I don't know who played him. I didn't bother to look it up, but I, I hope to not see him in other movies. I looked him up and yeah. Going forward. No, I think, the, I think he peaked with this and good. Fuck that guy. Fuck everyone involved well, and, in this. And they had, in the final fight, they had the part where he's absorbed all the souls and then he looks all crazy and, and even more demonic than his super pale, angsty self. And he has the line where he says, like, we are legion. Yep. It's something along those lines. And it was just, I I just put my head into my hand. That's from the that Bible, point. dude. That's that's a Bible and quote. Yeah. Oh, no, I know it's from the Bible, but I still just, it, it was... So heavy-handed. <laughs> like, we got to work this in. The Bible's notoriously heavy-handed, I'll say. 
Dave, you read you, you read the yeah. whole Bible, right? I, yeah, I did read the whole Bible. Yeah. Well, I listened to it on audiobook. So. <laughs> See, I'm, I did may have God watched Ghost Rider twice, but I've still never read the Bible, so I think you got me there. Well, dude, you're honestly you're missing out on a lot of the allegorical, uh, mm, you know, it's very re- re- references in. Uh, Would Ghost I have Rider. a deeper understanding of? <laughs> Look, you, I, you should if you have read the Old Testament, Faust and Beauty and the Beast, then um, you're going to pull out a lot of things in this that um, the layperson probably missed. But not if you actually read any Ghost Rider comics. You won't. No, you'll, you'll be super yeah, disappointed. You'll actually understand less if you have backstory <laughs> on Ghost Rider. Um, all right, so I, I guess my last question for you guys is, um, what do we? What would we want to see? in Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. What would be a successful sequel to this? Literally anything. Just raise the stakes at all. I mean, I'd like to see him actually doing some like crime fighting, I guess. Yeah, I I want to yeah. see I want to see the day, two things I want to see, which both involve his like day to day. I want to see uh his weird domestic home life with like with Eva uh, Mendez. Yeah, with like Eva Mendez where like he comes home after a hard night of penance staring and <laughs> and he's like, Oh babe, I had a really wa- <laughs> I've had a really rough week and she pours him some coffee and like lays out some waffles or eggs for him. Like pours some water yeah, yeah. <laughs> water on his head so he like cools down. He, he comes home in the morning as the sun's coming up like, oh man. <laughs> And uh, ghost riding all night. Yeah. <laughs> and then also I want to see him like fuck some. Yeah. It's like you were saying, I just want to see him fuck up some regular, like, you know, hoodlums. I want to see him also like, do some invincible shit with his ghost riding powers. Like as just as a stunt person. Well, do, do you think Satan can allow him to die now that he served oh. his purpose? Like what was it tied in? Was him not dying tied into the ghost rider powers mm. or was it tied into the devil keeping him safe because he still needed him to fulfill Maybe everything that uh, is stupid and doesn't make sense about this movie is really just like a, a question that's going to be answered. I I want Spirit of Vengeance to answer every single question that we we raised. There isn't there isn't enough time in one movie <laughs> in a to lifetime an, to, to answer any of these questions that were left unanswered. Uh, something else that I just well, hopefully re- this was like two hour exposition for <laughs> Spirit of Vengeance, which is then going to be a really good movie because we've gotten all the setup out of the way in this one. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah. It, 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 this, this was a star Wars episodes one through three and Spirit of Vengeance yeah. is going to be four through six. So th- I would like to, I mean, not just see them raise the stakes. I would like there to actually be stakes because yeah. it never felt like there was any urgency. It never felt like there was any consequence to him failing this there was no, no struggle for yeah, him. Well, there was no threat I mean, of anything just, it was just sort of like he's gonna do this okay he killed the first demon oh look he killed the second one hey there goes the third one okay well, i mean over. the most basic the ba- like th- things that are as basic to a movie as time <laughs> <laughs> like you know a sense of time and the concept of time um love and and any kind of like meaningful relationship between humans like the 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 whole mythology that it's based on like all of those things that should be foundational to a comic book movie to a movie to a life to a story they are completely thrown out the window um this movie means nothing to anybody and it's terrible and i fucking hated it and i'm i i might have 
I, watching this was easier than watching Guarding Tess, but I think I hate this movie more than Guarding Tess. Yes, I actually thought a lot about this. I think I'm more mad. Like, this definitely isn't the worst movie that we've watched, but I think I am the most angry yeah. at the at the way that this movie is bad as opposed to other bad movies we've seen. Like, Firebirds and Guarding Tess are unwatchable. This movie at least held my interest for, like, 60% of the time, but because I was so infuriated with it, yeah. not because I was actually engrossed in what was going on. <laughs> well, and, and so, like, I think it's harder... I think this kind of movie is worse, where you, are, where you have grand <laughs> ideas yeah. of distilling some kind of intellectual property into, like, a movie that not only takes the lore and, you know, delivers it to the people who want it, but also can elevate it to something that it wasn't before uh, and fall flat on its face in s almost every conceivable way, as opposed to a movie where guarding, about guarding tests or firebirds where, like, the stakes are relatively low. And, you know, you could tell that everyone is kind of sleepwalking their way through it. Like the problem is with this is that I, I think everyone actually tried. <laughs> he did. Yeah. That is what makes it worse. Everybody was trying and they really shit the bed. Firebirds, like, you know, we, we were saying like, who is this movie for? Like Firebirds at least succeeds as like jingoistic propaganda. Like, <laughs> and, I mean, it has that cool CGI helicopter scene. Yeah. And, and that's like a backhanded compliment, but at least it like, it checks a box. Like this movie doesn't instead of checking the box, it just like rips the paper up. Wait, so Ma Max, what's your uh, list of of things that made you upset? Um, I can I can in no particular order burn it through. Let's First of on. all, going uh, the fire element when he's reading about the fire element, and all he reads is a sentence saying, "Oh, humans have been able to control this power by tapping into their fire element," and he just immediately after that stands up and says. I'm speaking to the fire element inside of me. I would like to control my power now. And he just can all of a sudden. Yeah, then his hand no, lights on fire. There's no effort. It's not like you, you're watching uh, you're watching somebody become a superhero. He's just like, oh, I guess I can do this. Okay, here we go. Right. They um, they wanted to have that scene from Spider-Man where like Peter Parker is like tr like trying to control his like web slinging and stuff. But yeah, but they were like, oh, we don't have time. <laughs> we're, we're already we have like 15 seconds yeah, to work this in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can we, can we do that in, yeah. In the scope of 15 seconds. So yeah, he literally, he reads it in a book. It's like, there's that scene where he's just doing research and then he knows how to control his power. Yeah. Yeah. So boring. And well, and speaking of Spider-Man is he had these, they were like attempted one-liners along the way. And it almost made me think like, is this, are they trying to be like the metal Spider-Man? Yeah, they are. Did and he, do you know what the like most, heavy metal <laughs> Max, do you know what the most egregious example of that is? I don't. Yeehaw. And then he lassos him with the chain. <laughs> I forgot. <Yeah. laughs> was... Well, did, did Cage do the voiceover for yes. the yes, he Ghost Ridering Yes, he did. Oh, and I was going to mention this when we were talking, when you were talking about Blackheart's voice. So I, <laughs> um, one of the like trivia items about this movie is like the, the audio guys, like what they did to achieve the Ghost Rider voices. They were like, we took his voice and then we ran it back through a series of wild animal screams and howls and like motorcycle sounds and like thunder, like every scary sound. And we played those backwards and then we played his voice through those. And then, and so I read that before I was like, and I was like, oh, that's going to sound crazy. And it didn't. He was just like, I am Ghost Rider. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Um, so again, to the point of people trying really hard and coming out with product that um, is just just cellophane trash. Uh, what's what's next on your list, Max? Um, well, this is actually a potential nod to to the film and to its creators. Uh, when he's in the jail cell and he's being you know overcome by the power because he's obviously surrounded by so much evil, so many so and many sins. Yeah, well, and the guy who says I paid ten dollars to watch you splatter, oh, like yeah. really, this is ten bucks. Like many years ago, you're still upset <laughs> about that. I mean, to the point that you need to now beat this person to death, and, like to be satisfied. But it's Texas, uh, the dude. interesting, the interesting social commentary in that scene is that the one innocent person in the jail cell is the young black kid, who was apparently rounded up by the racist Texas Australian police and thrown in there. And yes. Ghost Rider can see through. He sees no color. He only sees He only justice. sees sin and justice. Uh, yeah. yeah, but to yeah. what end? So well, like like why was that put in the movie? Um well like it doesn't say anything about prejudice or police racist cops. It's not Oh, doesn't it? Okay. well and for that matter this was a scene i just had a lot of problems with where he i'm sorry you you were saying something i'll go on about that no 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 but that well like the mechanics of this is that like if he's a if he's not around sin or something then he doesn't turn into the ghost rider but they like bring him in there and like his antenna in the jail is just too like attuned so he has to turn into it like a werewolf if he didn't turn into Ghost Rider, he's like, oh, all these people are just arrested for, like, minor drug use. Like, this isn't, this <laughs> yeah. isn't that bad. <laughs> like, shit, I hope I can get my turd manager to bail me out. But, but then the cops come in and he turns into Ghost Rider. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> See, well, that, so he takes that the, would have been social commentary on cops. No, this is, yeah, Spirit of Vengeance is Ghost Rider actually just, helps like, smash, cops. smash yeah. the state. He is just cops and politicians just turn him into Ghost Rider. Fuck you, pig. <laughs> he whips him with the chain. <laughs> uh, honestly, like, then he would actually... No justice, no peace. He, he, would, <laughs> he would actually feel like an outlaw then, too, because... I mean, that's like, what I mean, because it doesn't make sense that he's he's like the ultimate like satanic outlaw. But I mean, he's really just doing the work of like Batman or like of what he's he's doing. <laughs> he's out there stopping muggings. He's going to go home and watch some monkey documentaries. Yeah. All right. So then he takes the spiked jacket and the spiked gloves right. from the guy, and randomly the spikes just extend. Well, yes, that really annoyed me. That, was that really annoyed to me. Superpowers, or if that was just contraband that the cops really miss. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know. I can't decide if uh, it's that or that guy just had a really cool jacket. But did you notice that? So he he does all that. He or he messes up the guys in the holding cell, and then he walks out and they cut to something else. And then when they cut back, he basically just walks, like strolls casually out of the front of the police station. There's literally no resistance whatsoever. The fire alarm's going off. He's broken out of the cell. There's, you know, all these people are severely injured and yet he encounters no police on his way out of the station. He just kind of strolls out like, right. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's no big deal. yeah, it's indicative. Of and just, then the one cop runs out and hits him in the jaw and is more surprised by the fact that he just puts his jaw back on than the fact that he is 
beating up a flaming skeleton dressed in biker gear. Yeah, that cop doesn't, he looks like, he looks surprised in the same way that you would be surprised if someone was wearing like a silly mask or something. Or like, he doesn't look, yeah. he, like his whole fabric of reality should have just shifted. And instead he's like, oh, sorry. Well, that was the thing is that people were way more surprised by certain things he was doing, certain actions than they were by just his existence, period. Yeah. Like, uh, what's her name? Rebel, Rebel Wilson. Wilson. Her, yeah. Her cameo, um, she's just like, yeah. And he had a, uh, his head was on fire and is a burning skull. She's like, yeah. And he, he, looked, cool. he looks like, pretty cool. He looked good for it. Which is also like, yeah, they're trying to do like the Spider-Man thing of like the the people on the street are fans of Ghost Rider, but it's like, why would you know? All right, what's what's okay. next on what's next on your list? Okay, um, it bugged me that Nick Cage randomly just knew who Carter Slade was because I don't think that he mentioned <laughs> he was mentioned by name at any point before then, and he just at one point looks at Sam Elliott and goes. You're Carter Slade. <laughs> How do you know that name? I guess he 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 also saw the gravestone like we did. <laughs> I mean, he's he, a lucky guess. Yeah. I've been hoping I met somebody uh, with that name for yeah, a while. He, he's just scanning the graveyard. You're a uh, Carter Slade. You seem like a Carter. You seem like a tricks Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. That that bugged yeah. me. Um, another thing that was a little. I, I'm not sure about this, and I may you may want to cut this out, honestly. Did it seem like his girlfriend was white when she was younger and then became <laughs> Latina when she was younger? I'm not going to cut that out. The gal who played the young Eva Mendes. I, yeah, she, she seemed has a very tan. ambiguous name. She seemed tan. Well, I think mostly they cast her because she had a mole in the same spot that that, that Eva <laughs> Mendes. Like, I think that was the extent of yeah. why they cast her. Probably. I, I well, don't know. That, and a fake mole is a big ask for a makeup department. I do want to bring up, um, I watched an interview with Eva Mendes about this movie, and it was just weird because she's like, well, um, I, I think this movie is for everybody, but um, it's it's very masculine. I mean, everybody would enjoy it, but it's masculine. And so what I tried to do was bring some femininity to it, like a feminine side, which I thought was like a really, I just kind of felt for her because her whole role is just, it's, a, it's completely thankless. Like her, her character makes no sense. Like it doesn't make any sense why she would want to be with this guy. She's just eye candy and they just put her in, you know, like these form, these form fitting dresses and, and things to like just be sexy. But <laughs> just having her be like, well, it's important to show off my curves and everything because there's so so much masculinity in this movie. I just had to be hyper-feminine so the, it would appeal to everybody. Um, I, I don't know. That felt kind of... Except it seems like it's just more appeal for a masculine audience. Yeah, it's just the most masculine thing you can sort of do. It's sex object and plot device. Is put her in a yeah. push-up bra Seriously. and like form-fitting dress. But, uh, yeah. Well, and at the very end, too, he basically just leaves her again. I know. He, he's like, yeah, he's he like, says something like, you know, I really wish things could have been different. They could have. In, literally in the scene before this, you were offered a chance to go back to your normal life and you said no. Yeah. He said, no, I'm going to come and get you, devil. It's like, it could have been different, man. You just couldn't let it go. And his final threat to the devil just 
sounded so unrealistic and sort of hollow. I forget what the wording of it was, but it was it was just patently bad. I mean, it, well, and again, like we don't we don't understand what the devil can do or wants to do. We don't understand what the ghost writer can do or wants to do or what any what we don't. Nobody's no no nothing makes any sense or matters in any way. So like, yeah. who God, who cares? Um, yeah, I did like the monkey fixation that he yeah. had. Uh, some of my quick notes. I loved Cage's delivery when they're interviewing him in the or they're interrogating him in the police station, and uh, the cop pulls out the Zippo and lights it, and the flame lashes toward him, and he goes, "Well, that was weird." <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was that was maybe one of my favorite moments. That was classic. in the whole movie. Classic Cage. Also, I uh, I would I I've thought of this just now, but. One thing I would love to see in Spirit of Vengeance would be, because it's Ghost Rider and he's ghost riding, I would love to see some use of Mac Dre in the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, yes. Was Mac Dre a ghost rider? Was he the ghost rider of our generation? <laughs> he was the Bay Area ghost rider, apparently, but oh, he just rode a little too... He had, he had a Chevy van instead of a motorcycle. <laughs> it didn't translate well on screen. <laughs> Ugh, all right. Is there anything else to say about this movie? There is just one more thing I want to point out, Dave, and this is only something we can enjoy because we've seen both of these movies. I don't know what other okay. cross section of the population. Uh-huh. But did his loft not remind you to the his Zandali character's loft? Yes, it did. And yeah. and his uh his accent was kind of like the Zandali yeah. character too. So uh, and also, this is just the stupid joke that I thought of, but um, you know the monologue where he explains his like new ghost riding power to to Eva Mendez at like the first time when she comes up to visit him, uh-huh. and he's like, "Listen, oh, this yeah. is why," and she and he goes on like the whole talk to her. Yeah, I want to use that as a monologue in an acting <laughs> class. <laughs> I think that would be so. But to just like fuck with everyone in the class, be like, Wait, "Is this guy for real right now?" Man, I I wish you'd printed it out so you could deliver it right now. I might. I mean, you I could just record it on you my should. own later. Dude, yeah, yeah but please end end the episode um, with you doing a, a dramatic reading of it. <laughs> or just make it part of your reel if you're ever doing... Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Put it on your reel. <laughs> I, uh, I just... My final thought is that I wrote this down in my notes. It, it literally says, I never cared about anything. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true nothing about this movie gives you any reason to care about any of the characters or what's happening if this was the only nick cage movie i'd ever seen i would not want to even watch another cage movie i don't care about mark stephen johnson and his stupid career i don't care about i wouldn't i don't care about marvel i care less about everything involved in this movie than i did going in i i mentioned because uh, i watched the first time I watched it, I don't know why I watched it twice. I guess I felt like I had to actually have notes so that I would be able to compose my rage for this. But You're very prepared. I watched it with I watched it with Erica the first time, um, and I said to her at the end, I said, "You know, there's bad movies that are entertaining, and then there's just bad movies, and this is this falls well within the latter." Uh, what did, did we? What did your wife think? I don't, did we establish that? Um, she said afterwards that she wanted to watch Constantine. Oh, because God. she said if if we're going to watch a a bad movie about you know somebody fighting the devil and stopping the devil's son, 
we might as well be watching constant. I mean, straight and we actually, up, we actually watched that last night. Yes. And that is a, I mean, it's still not a good movie, but it's much better than this. This made me want to watch the world's better. I yeah. would watch Constantine any day over this. It, this, this made me want to watch end of days. You guys remember end of days? Yeah. I never saw it. That's oh, the yeah. one where, where Arnold fights against, uh, like, uh, you know, um, judgment day or something. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, that, no, that movie yeah. is called terminator too. Uh, <laughs> he, but, but he, where he, it's like, um, he fights against like the Armageddon right, brought right, on by yeah. the, uh, by the devil. Um, and it has like the most like 1999 soundtrack. It's like Limp Biscuit and Dude, corn. I'm sure. So and, much corn on yeah. that Marilyn Manson. Yeah. It, it rules. I'd watch End of Days two times rather than watch this again. I would watch End of Days and Constantine simultaneously so that neither <laughs> is like, uh, un, you know, under, I can't understand what's happening on either screen as opposed to having to watch this solo again. Not even a double feature. You no. just do like Clockwork Orange and have your eyes held yeah, open. Yeah, and, and yes, and I would have both volume, vo- the volume of both Constantine and End of Days cranked to an uncomfortable level <laughs> so that I can't make sense of what sound is coming from which soundtrack, what movie is, what's happening in what movie. Yeah. That would be more would enjoyable be- to me than having to watch Ghost Rider. I'd get again. more out of that than I got out of this. You'd probably feel better afterwards. I remember feeling afterwards uh, just a hollow, sort of empty feeling. Like I was a bad person for, for actually watching this. Two hours I of know. my life to watch. You, I actually dude. felt guilty for watching this movie. One day, a ghost rider is going to ride and he's going to find Mark Steven Johnson <laughs> and he's going to give him the penance stare. And Mark Steven Johnson faster than a fucking flash of lightning he is gonna in, his brain is gonna incinerate into ash and he is going to go screaming to hell for making this movie for his crimes for against his humanity crime of making a movie this bland and soulless and terrible and um but dave it's not just this movie it's also daredevil and daredevil it's also jack yeah. frost <laughs> jack frost i mean this this Two, guy has three, four strikes <laughs> no I yeah. mean, gr- look, I, I liked Grumpy Old Men. Grumpy Old Men is good. Probably. Your yeah. filmography is stained with the blood of the innocent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, but also, like, you know, when, when they finally put all of his, like, life's work in the, in the scale in to the judge scale his good balance. works against yeah. his bad works, I, Grumpy Old Men is not enough to balance against all no. of the other stuff. no. Anubis will immediately like rip his soul out and send him <laughs> flailing into the afterworld. Fuck him. Well, it's it's one of those cases of somebody starting really strong and then going way downhill fast. Like very like, extremely um, quickly. Cool. So is, are, yeah, do we have anything it. else no, to we say? we don't have anything else to say. All right. Well, fuck this movie. Fuck this movie. I can't believe we have to watch another fucking Ghost Rider movie. There's no way it's going to be better. Ah. <sighs> Uh, what's our next? Next, actually, next is next, our next is the film. next movie. Yeah, what's that about? I have no clue, and I don't want to know. I want to. I, I kind of want to go in blind. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, as always, uh, oh, f- well, uh, follow us on uh, f- uh, follow us on Instagram at Heat Seeking Panther. Please rate uh, and rate reviews for us in the podcast yes, app. Do that. Uh, nobody will. Or else ever no listen. one will ever hear us talk about shitty movies. And uh, thank you, Maxwell James Busman for guesting a second time. Uh, we didn't introduce you at the start. But. Max, you are within, you, you're you in, uh, I think Emily's our only, yeah. Emily and Jesse are our only repeat guests, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you're, you're in a very, uh, 
small pool. Now. Well, I, I was telling uh, Max that he's he's no longer a, a cub. He's no longer a panther cub in the den. He's uh, what what did we decide on that you were? Promoted the panther first class. That's right, <laughs> PFC. PFC panther. Well, no, first I'll class. I'll keep I'll keep coming back until you guys are sick of me. And I was saying to Dave that I I would like to volunteer for a real stinker. I feel like we've already gotten one with this, but if. I, uh, if need be, I will watch Spirit of Vengeance. I will watch the second Ghost Rider movie with you guys because we we now have a shared bond of having I, suffered through this. I mean, I think that would make sense because nobody else, no would one else is understand. going to. And, <laughs> and quite honestly, I wouldn't voice that on anyone. No, any of my friends. No, I wouldn't ask anybody to watch it. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a shared trauma that we have now. Well, maybe we'll get closure. Can only hope. <laughs> All right, we'll see you then. Thanks, Max. Thanks for having me. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Uh, wait. I'm sorry. Before you hang up, can you please, please give us your best Panther roar? Yeah. Hold on. Or do you want to count it down? Or um, yeah. No. Uh, we'll, I'm we'll, going we'll to count just, it down. Okay. Dave can count it down. Three, two, one. <laughs> Whoa, that was a That was one. fucking rad. Ooh. All right. All right. Thank you, Thanks, Max. Thanks, dude. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> Bye. Stay away from the quarantine area. Don't get infected. Every and the the worst part is is that then you just start to turn brown. <laughs> yeah. It's squishy. Yeah, a week later you get brown and mushy. Uh, yeah. You fall apart. <laughs> just, and just like ridiculously sweet. <laughs>